Hello and welcome to the podcast version of Let's Kill Twitter, the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation. Let's Kill Twitter is recorded live and on Zoom and this week featured the comedians Nathan Caton and Matt Winning. Among the tweets featured on this week's show were ones covering the Downing Street Christmas parties and the infamous Boris Zoom quiz, as well as dad jokes and vaccine passports. So a real mixed bag. We hope you enjoy the show. Please follow us on Twitter at LKTZoom. Hello, good evening and welcome. Uh, hello, to, hello and welcome to Let's Kill's Twitter. Uh, it's Sunday night, it's eight o'clock. And my name is Julian Hall, and I'll be trawling through Twitter tonight with two fantastic comedian guests, Matt Winning and Nathan Caton. And of course, another fantastic comedian guest uh, sitting right next to me in the Zoom room, Mr. Gila Kershi. Hello, how are you? Oh, hello, hello. I'm a guest now. <laughs> did, I say, did I not say co-host? <laughs> no, that's all right. That's I, all right. Yeah, that's I totally right. stepped uh, on my own but, script for the normal intro there. I don't quite know what happened. <laughs> but we, we, we've got a lot to contend with, though, haven't we, this week? I mean, it's, it's like, it's like ah, everything's going on. Um, and uh, what's happening tonight, Julian? Because you, you, you just informed me just as we got on air. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's uh, what's thrown me. Uh, yeah. Throw me off script. It is. Yeah, well, um, so what's happening tonight, obviously, is the press conference uh, with uh, Boris Johnson, basically. It's supposed to be about, essentially, about boosters, I believe, rather than any new uh, policy decisions. But it's all sort of starting to feel a bit cyclical, a bit like last Christmas. It's slightly different, I know, because we've got all the vaccines, but uh, it's, it's a slight weird one. Uh, so I think we might, what we might do is keep an eye a little bit on uh, what's going on there and if fan of the show Martin is is joining us and if you're out there Martin and if you fancy uh, letting us know what's going on with the, the press conference that's great yeah there we go yeah there you go be advised Martin right on cue fantastic uh, so yes for any for people who don't know because I garbled the intro this is the show that aims to detox your timeline with the art of conversation and that is no easy task at the best of times of course um, and uh, we are streaming live on Twitch now, on, twit on Twitter, if only. Uh, we're streaming live on Twitch, on Facebook and on YouTube. It would be great if you could check us out on YouTube and give us a subscribe. That's where all our previous shows and clips are. And of course, crucially, please do follow us at LKTZoom, which is our Twitter account. If you do that, you can obviously engage with us during the show live. And the rest of the time we'll be sort of pumping out clips, news of the next show, and generally collecting <clears> as uh, interesting as collection of tweets as possible. But as I said, um, uh, luckily we don't have to do all of this alone. That would be too much. Uh, and we've got two fantastic guests joining us, uh, as I say, Nathan Caton and Matt Winning. So, Julia, would you like to introduce Nathan? Um, yeah, obviously um, it worked with Nathan Caton uh, many, many times before. Uh, genuinely one of my favourite acts out there is one of the most exciting um, so this you could tell your bio oh, exciting young comedians <laughs> a bit older now haven't we Nathan um, <laughs> you, get, but you had you yeah you did start at 19 you're still younger than me you did start at 19 and you've been uh, basically he's been uh, on the circuit for over a decade or more we don't know yet because I don't know how old he is now uh, circuit headliner booked him many times myself uh, to headline my gigs out there uh, if you're promoters please book him he's amazing um, and within the first few years on stage he'd already picked up a 
various accolades and coveted plaudits, including the Chortle Student Comic of the Year Award and Broadcast Hotshot. Uh, he's written his own pilot and starred in it uh, on Paramount Comedy, uh, which is now Comedy Central, entitled The Nathan Caton Show. And since then, Nathan's gone from strength to strength. His TV credits include Live at the Apollo, Mott the Week, Russell Howe's Good News, BBC Radio 4's Can't Tell Nathan Caton Nothing, The News Quiz, Loose Ends, The Now Show, and so much more. Welcome to Let's Go Twitter, Nathan Caton. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, hey. how are you? Um, oh, I, I was feeling good before I was minded how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> no. Can I just introduce Matt so that we can yeah, get on, both sorry, on screen on. at the same time, otherwise the symmetry's all gone. So uh, it's my pleasure to introduce uh, Matt Winning, who I've, I've worked with briefly before. He's a London-based Scottish comedian and environmental economist, the author of the book Hot Mess, which is out now, folks, and hosts the podcast Operation Earth and is a co-host of the BBC Radio 4 show, Mark Watson and Matt Winning, seriously though, The Planet. Uh, on TV, Matt has appeared as the environmental correspondent on Dave's Unspun with Matt Ford, which is an excellent show, I'd like to see that back. And in the BBC Scotland shows, The State of It and Scott Squad. And on radio, he's been a guest on BBC Radio 4's The Now Show and The News Quiz, and BBC Radio Scotland's Breaking the News. Uh, Matt has also written articles on climate change in The Guardian, The New Statesman, uh, The Scotsman Metro and The Sunday Post. So let's wo welcome both of them into the Zoom room. Hello, Matt and Nathan. We can see hey you now. Guys. You're all live. Hello. Hello, Matt. never won the Chortle Student Comedy Award, but I was in the final of that twice as well back in the day. Oh, my man. Cool. I didn't know you yeah. could enter it more than, than once. Yeah, I was doing a PhD, and so I really had the edge over sort of 18 years. Seven year years. Old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Seven years. Now, the reason why I mentioned the, 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 because we've had this come up in the show before, haven't we, Julie, about like biogs being quite old, and I include mine in that as well, that they're in a bit yeah. out, outdated. Mm -hmm. uh, but sorry, Nathan, you can't get away with being 19 anymore. How, I, I, I didn't ask, but I mean, you don't have to answer because wouldn't expect a woman to answer. Would, how, do you want to tell her how old you are around the region of? Oh, I'm in my, I'm, I'm 37 now. Oh, oh yeah. wow. Yeah, yeah probably yeah, growing up now. So that bio, because <laughs> that bio had you at 29. And I was like, yeah, I'll go with, I'll go with that. If you want, <laughs> <laughs> as, as you can tell from my decor, I'm definitely trying to cling on to my youth as much as possible. <laughs> I think it's, I think it's right because you have to be forever like Peter Pan in in comedy. I think, uh, yeah. and yeah, you know, uh, but and, and obviously Matt, we talked just before the show. You've got your own, as you said, niche, which is uh, the climate change uh, stuff. So do you want to just quickly tell? Uh, the list is about what you just mentioned before we started. Yeah, absolutely. So I um, was, uh, I, st I started doing a PhD in 2008 and then I started doing stand-up in 2009 and I did those two things separately and then worked at a university while doing stand-up like odds during the nights and stuff for, for years and years and then basically ran out of material um, and my third Edinburgh show I was like I should probably talk about climate change I guess and then <laughs> Did, did that and then it went much better than anything else I'd done so I was like oh cool I'll, I'll just do this now it makes my life a hell of a lot easier basically before I had two very separate lives and now it's easy I just do but I talk about climate change all the time so there's one or two bits about climate change but I'll try not um, bang on about it too much I actually love doing stuff that isn't about climate change because I never get to do it anymore so very happy to talk about the news and other things this week 
That's brilliant. And, and Nathan, did you have like a plan B? You know, because we talk, talk this week's like plan A, plan B, plan C. Did you <laughs> mm. have a plan B? As in for my career, for my life? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I have a degree in architecture. So, wow. I mean, mm. that would have made my family very happy. But I, I don't think I would have. No, I would have been dead behind the eyes. No offense to any architects who are watching. And Julian, I've known you all this time, but I don't know. Did you? What did you? Are you not going to ask me you? about hidden talents? Have you? Yeah, yeah, because obviously I've only never known you do. It's so you know, well hidden. They're so well hidden. Did, what, what was you? What were you? Where were you aiming oh. to go when you first sort of started your like working career? Uh, so, suddenly, it's turned into a therapy room. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just like to spin. I guess I like to spin a lot of plates. I mean, I've done obviously journalism now I'm still writing but not about comedy and then the PR side which I've done in sort of various guises I uh I, I just I feel like I've been driven to sort of deliberately reinvent myself to try and keep myself on my toes and I think that is the sign of ultimately somebody who's quite lazy but they knows a way of just sort of trying to sort of uh I don't keep the grey matter going I guess you know? like a shark you've got to keep moving otherwise you'll die. Keep, that's right <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's good because yeah. it's my now... three film fan franchise. That's what I want to know. But you know, <laughs> you know what? During uh, during lockdown one, I did actually like contemplate like if if I couldn't do comedy again, what else could I do? And I realised I've been doing, I've been doing comedy for so long now. I have no other life skills. I have to make this work. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure then. No pressure. Well. Yeah, I was just gonna say. <laughs> well, it yeah, seems to not... be working very well. So that's <laughs> Oh, you make it. But that's kind of a true of a lot of comedians out there, actually, that they've just felt completely lost and bereft, you know, without without the gigs. It's like, who, what, who am I? What do I do? If you have been doing that, that is your main you know, purpose. I've always had a side gig because I've always think I'm, I'm always a plan B girl. I'm mm. always, you know, always a little bit away for a rainy day, always mm. really sensible, yeah. boringly sensible. Uh, I, I, and Matt, you know. Actually, I bet I bet Greta Thunberg had a lot to do with you thinking. Well, she's getting a lot of press, a lot of heat, yeah. a lot of profile. <laughs> not as so, not quite as funny either, but um... <laughs> it could be funnier than her. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so, um, so anyway, we 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 are we are. We've got, I think we've got a little, a little bit more insight with uh, you know all of us. Hopefully, with everyone who's tuning in. Um, what a week we've had for tweets, Julian. Yeah, well, let's just. Um, uh, I'm just trying to think how to. Well, we normally. Do we want to sort of just chat a little bit about the social media um, kind of like vibe? So if you guys as well, just before we launch into your tweets, and I won't take too much time because they're a really great selection, actually. But I mean, how, what are you like, how are you, do you sort of approach social media? You kind of like prefer one channels to other channels. Are you like, are you more Insta, are you more Facebook or do you just try and do the minimum? Um, personally, I think I'm, Probably, I find Instagram a nicer place. Twitter okay. seems Twitter seems very angry for some reason. A lot of angry people are like, guys, come on, you, you guys need to you need therapy. Um, but I, I do Insta, Twitter, a bit of Facebook, and I do TikTok, even though I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> Relieved to hear that. Okay. I, I, I follow all your sort of Brentford posts on Instagram. I enjoy kind of quite happy oh. sort of like. <laughs> football, somebody enjoying the football and like oh, yeah. out in the world. If you love football or basketball, oh, wow. yeah, I'm the guy yeah. for you. Follow me on social media. Are you a Brentford fan, Nathan? Yeah, I'm a oh, Brentford oh, fan. No, no. Yeah. Oh, 
interesting. It's interesting stuff. So, Matt, I just wanted to, I don't know if I remember to ask you this, Matt, just before we go into it, but the last time I think I heard or saw you was on the radio, it was on the news quiz. And obviously we were at COP26 at that point. Yeah. And um, I think one of the things you essentially said was recycling, it doesn't really make a difference. Is that pretty much the way it is? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, so I think if you read my book, which I've conveniently placed right there, um, <laughs> there's some stats in there about it. But basically, I think you would have to do like doing all your recycling for about, I don't know, five years. That's the equivalent of taking like a return flight from London to New York in terms of the emissions. So like do your recycling, but also like if you mess some, you know, a, a plastic bag or something don't worry about it too much you know you need a bit of perspective about what's what's the worst things also the problem is people think that we should all be doing the recycling like you don't actually buy like the plastic like you it's not your responsibility to deal with the plastic you've bought you've bought the item it's companies pushing that on you because it's cheap for them to give it to you with you know wrapped in plastic rather than doing something that's more beneficial for taking responsibility for the plastic that they are giving you anyway i'll not bang on about it but recycling <laughs> sorry is... i really yeah i opened that i just saw just, uh matt actually i um it's a good thing you said it because i actually i take my recycling really seriously like uh so during during one of the lockdowns um one of my neighbors like one of these idiots was putting their recycling in my boxes and i got really peeved about it because he was putting the wrong stuff in the wrong boxes which my, my recycling didn't get collected and oh, I don't know, maybe Absolutely. I'm getting older, but I got really petty over that. I'm getting really get, wrong. Yeah, I, I, I missed. So we've got we've got a a, a kind of one year old now, but he, even the first kind of couple of months of his life, I was like trying to do be responsible in the house and like because we moved house, and I was like getting the you know get the recycling out, get the bin. At least I could get the bins done while my wife's doing everything else, you know, fe- keeping them alive. And I, I missed the bins one week, and I was I basically had a breakdown, so I started crying. So I can't, can't even I can't even take the recycling, <laughs> and it's building up, and that you know, and it's just oh, it's a it's a nightmare. I take it so seriously, but I also know that it's not that important at the same time. I'm also oh. glad that you said that you don't. Um, that it's not our fault if the, if we're if we're getting rid of the plastics because I have real guilt around how much of my bin I've got. One of those big bins that people use for you know like rubbish, rubbish that comes every once a fortnight for plastics, and within day three it's practically full with you know all the plastics and, and I'm like oh my god, and so I have to hide it in my home and then when the bin man comes like like really early just go in there and stuff it stuff it and I'm literally trying to squeeze it down to show that I'm not using that much because I actually have some guilt and shame around using so much plastic and and, and disposable stuff that, it's very much a marketing PR thing from you know big companies and and the plastics industry to make you feel guilty about it when it's very much their responsibility what <laughs> they're giving you the thing that you've bought in plastic you didn't buy the plastic why should you be, feel guilty about you know having to sort this problem out it's you know and it's useful for some things like you know keeping food fresh and other things like that but plastic you know if i buy a pair of scissors or like you know when you buy like a new cd and it would come wrapped in like cellophane and you're like oh somebody's making money off of that and it's not you know it's just getting used once and thrown away anyway i'll um well, I put, I've started us down the environmental track, so let's go straight to uh, your choice here. I think it's your only environment choice, isn't it, Matt? 
Yeah, I only did so, one. Uh, you only did one. And it's uh, Andrew Dessler, Professor of Atmospheric Sciences and Climate Sciences at Texas, Texas A&M. I don't know what A&M is. But it's a university, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, uh, actually. So can you, yeah, let's know about this. What's he sort of, um, and, and the text, obviously, that he's sort of quote-tweeting, essentially. Yeah, so basically he's saying that, you know, billionaires going into space for nine minutes causes the same amount of carbon emissions as someone probably, fr- I don't know where they've sp- specified it from, but basically the, the, the poorest billion people, so, you know, s- somewhere in, I'd imagine, you know, sort of whether it's sub-Saharan Africa or, or, or somewhere like that um, the, their emissions over their entire lifetime are the same emissions as you know Bezos going into space for nine minutes and so it was trying to put that in context for people kind of coming back to that what I talked about like you know taking a flight to New York compared to your uh, recite, you know what you're doing for recycling so he's just saying you know we're not all to blame equally for climate change. Some people are (laughs) much more to blame. um, And the richer you are, chances are Mm. the more you're to blame and the more you should probably do about fixing it. This would be the perfect time to ask you about recycling, but I did it the other way around. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's just, and so, yeah, I mean, the main things like the richer you are, you know, people, whether it's, space travel whether it's private jets all of these things are massive contributors to climate change which affect the world's the world's poorest people the most you know if you're rich you can also insulate yourself from the effects of climate change which you can't really do so basically it's just pointing out that the people that aren't causing the problem um are also the people that are affected the most by the problem um and the more stuff out there, I think the better on that. Because and also these guys that are like, oh, we'll just move, we'll just move to Mars. It's like you know to solve climate change. It's like I mean, if you ever tried just moving house, we're never we're never all gonna get you know. It might be like I don't know a couple hundred people move to Mars, and it would be hor- horrible living on another planet. I don't know if you guys have ever been to but Mars. I'm, I'm, I'm from London. I haven't got a spare million around. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm from London. What, what, what's a house? What's this thing, this thing you talk about? Yeah, totally. Uh, actually, just before, so the, the tweet for those people on the uh, podcast version that will be looking for it as well is uh, Andrew Dessler, shocking that one nine-minute flight puts out as much carbon as one of the poorest billion people do in their lifetime. And then they click a link to the Yahoo article. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, by the way, Texas A&M used to be the Agricultural and Mechanical College of Texas. That is Martin, super fan of the show that has let me know that. Um, thanks, Martin. Keep, keep an eye on the Boris press conference for us as well, <laughs> if you can. Uh, so let's go. Uh, does anyone want to wade in with some, uh, in, some environments before I go to the next tweet? I was just going to say that it's also the cost of flying that nine minute flight. The cost of it would probably feed the poorest billion people mm. as well as well as vaccinating right now being keeping it topical <laughs> feeling a bit of topical yeah it's it's um, so yeah i mean it's just and we're talking about richard branson aren't we really are we naming and shaming are we just are we not telling oh it could be well, any million, uh, there's many other millionaires out there I wouldn't name and shame him, but uh, he provides my internet and phone and broadband. Internet, so yes, that's gonna true. Say, uh, that's true. I'm going to I'm going to keep quiet on this one. Yeah, yeah. Nathan just gets cut off from the call. The I mean, that is that is a, that, I tell you, I don't know what package you want, but if he's personally providing, that is pretty cool. That's like top notch. <laughs> it must be the quickest. 
<laughs> or, or, I don't know, actually, it's, it's like his trains, but uh, there you go. Oh, Boris, Boris's statement's finished, apparently. Right, Nathan, let's go to one of yours. Oh, so many to choose. Well, I mean, well, maybe it seems to be, be silly not to choose this one, really, wouldn't it? Um, oh, yeah. Let's get this one out of the way. So if you just want to read parody Joris, Joris Bonson, whoops, parody yeah. Boris Johnson's tweet, so, we'll get into it. Parody Boris Johnson has said, Everyone knew I was a shambolic, self-serving liar when they elected me. So why are they acting surprised now? There was no way this wasn't going to happen. You're getting precisely what you voted for. Which I totally... I mean, I'm not saying <laughs> what the government have done has been right over the last few years. But like, like okay, for example, with the Christmas party uh, that happened last year, people are so outraged. Like, can you believe it? Like, yes, yes, I totally can. Like, where have you been for the last few years? Like, if you look at a track record, this this is, is everything that goes with what the government would do. Like, the only thing that shocked me about this party was that they didn't book R. Kelly for the entertainment, you know, just to just to completely blow any remaining moles out of the water. So, yeah, I, I, I followed this, uh, this count because um, it just makes me laugh. You know, I'm having a bubble, you know. That's a good account, definitely. So, Julie, you've been watching this, uh, well, we've all been watching this issue closely, but, you know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, it's obviously the latest one is that he was have, hosting a quiz, a quiz show. Yeah. I think we've got. I think I, I had. I think I picked a tweet, and I think so did you as well. Uh, yeah. That, well, this... that, that it, it, he was playing like Quizmaster um, over, uh, you know, the period that where we were supposed to be in lockdown. Yeah. There you go. And that, it's a really weird image because it's it's like someone oh, yeah, took I'll a photo you. of him and the on you know on telly on the telly kind of thing. Um, and well, it's, it's come like... from the press office, apparently. That, oh, it comes that, from the press yes, office. He's, well, he's, he's sort of dubbed them in the shit, so essentially they, they sort well, of Well, if you look back. right hand uh, in the corner, she's wearing a Christmas hat, so clearly it was around Christmas. I don't think you can see, <laughs> like, zoom in and all, but, yeah, yeah. yeah, she's wearing a Christmas hat, so clearly, it, you know, there is something. And, okay, it might just be the three of them, um, and she's wearing a Christmas hat. But it does look like he's doing some sort of quiz thing. It's just like the last year we all did what we were told. You know, that's what really pisses me off. And like, you know, I, I, I had surgery with no visitors. It's horrible. Uh, people lost, lost people. You know, the, the serious aspect of this, we were holding quizzes on Zoom. It's bloody good enough for us. It's good enough for him. Um, quizzes, gigs, gigs without laughter. How fucking shit yeah. were Zoom gigs, right? Oh. <laughs> so, oh. like, We've, yeah, we've done our bit, and uh, quite frankly, um, for him to, I just, I just, I kind of just despair and just think, I just want to hear what the spin is on this. What, what are you gonna, how are you gonna get yourself out of this? Because it's like a toddler trying to, you know, give excuses. Um, and I, I, I don't know how he's gonna. So I thought today's kind of press conference might be to do with that, or something so big that he covers up the kind of the, the you know, what's going to happen in this sort of forthcoming week. Well, um, yeah, but good, yeah. good tweet. I mean, he's focused. Well, actually, you know, like Nathan's saying there, that you kind of Boris does what he said on the tin in in many respects, and so it shouldn't be it shouldn't be massively a surprise. And what I feel like I've noticed is, uh, well, I've, I've included one tweet here from the the um, commentator Ian Martin, who's said that if being bad on a Zoom quiz last year, if, if being on a bad Zoom quiz last year is a crime, then about 40 million people are going to need arresting. Not, <laughs> not, sure, not sure this is a smoking gun. And I see where he's sort of going for that. Obviously, the key thing is that this is the first time that he's been impl implicated in a mm. Christmas event. But it's also weird how Twitter can, like, if you spend too long on it, it can slightly warp your sensibilities. Like, there's clearly... 
like there is clearly some you know transgression of the breaking of the law here that's potentially gone on but the more you tweets you see on it and the more people who are on their soapboxes about it it the more you just sort of think i mean you don't you don't dismiss it but you're just like all oh, right you're doing my head in now i mean yeah, you get it, it's, it's, it, i mean it's, this is like gary neville's going to explode is all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> It's the people that are defending him on, on, the, on those particular threads that got me, you know, it's like, well, clearly that was photoshopped. And uh, obviously there's a, there, there is a reasonable explanation for this. And they're just defending him like oh, the, like the nanny from the exorcist, but no, from, from the omen, you know, just like without even knowing the facts yourself, you're, you're just going to defend this because he is your leader. Or I don't know. It's just, it's, it, 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 it is very polarizing, but I just love how even ex- just obvious bad behavior rule breaking you know breaking the law if it's if it's like it's your party if you like or or these are the people i support i'm going to defend them and i'm all for like just you know kind of fighting for what you believe in but surely when it's it's that obvious this is really shit you you Mm. you're defending the indefensible i have a random question um do we honestly think boris is savvy enough to know how to use zoom properly like he strikes me as the kind of person who would say goodbye and then he's still on screen and he just does something totally inappropriate like pulls down his trousers and starts going for it it's like boris mate no boris we can still see you you know what i mean i mean it's quite possible and clearly didn't know what his own rules were really but (laughs) (laughs) i think they did come out and say that those two people that are in the room with him are basically to help him do the quiz because he's so he doesn't know right. what he's doing and that was kind of their excuse like yes we broke the law but it's because he's so inept at zoom that we needed to f- surely <laughs> one one would have been fine i'm trying to catch, uh, catch got another another one have we well yeah martin's uh i think this story is gonna kind of really run and run for another well they've clearly yet. got more pictures of stuff like they, they waited mm. they they, they yeah. you know they put the other stuff out and then they sort of they let them go in and say in parliament i'm not sure i, I was not part of anything and they're like cool yeah we definitely have a picture of you doing this yeah someone someone boris has definitely pissed off someone an employee at, the, <laughs> at home that, that is like just leaking this information is, and it's soon going to be singing like a canary. Come and talk to us. Be on our show. Whoever you are out there leaking this like information little by little. Our DMs are open. As they yeah. Say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> open. Right in. <laughs> so Matt, you, you did pick a tweet on this actually. I've forgotten from James Ball. Uh, is James still at the... Um... He was at the, where is he now? Yes, he still is, at the Bureau of Investigative Journalism. That's right. Um, So, yeah, if you want to read this one out, and then we'll recap slightly. Yeah, it's on the same topic. He just said, I'd like to take this moment to welcome Ant and Deck to the out-of-touch southern metropolitan liberal elite. (laughs) After Ant and Deck, I think, called them out on their show, which uh, it's not something that I watched, but I did see, you know, see a clip of it and was like, oh, great, but, you know, this is, mainstream if it's on the one show or if it's on i'm a celebrity you know this is clearly touched a nerve somewhere yeah it was i mean i never watched i'm celebrity either but i saw that clip. i mean you couldn't get away from that clip last week it's being retweeted everywhere and it was very pointed you know it was a very pointed reference yeah. well. it wasn't just a kind of excuse for a coy joke it was uh it, it know, is, yeah and it's funny, on. as you say, like Ant and Dan, you said about Gary Neville before, it's interesting to see like kind of celebrities kind of, or footballers or whoever it is kind of coming out the woodwork and beginning to sort of, 
Eamon Holmes is joining GB News, all this sort of stuff where you're just like, mm. it feels like everybody feels like they have to pick a side, you know, everybody's putting on a shirt <laughs> and deciding. All, all I would say is, uh, Boris, you know you're in trouble when you've got Scousers agreeing with Gary Neville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh. <laughs> I think you picked on the. I love the picking sides things though. I thought found that really interesting about Twitter is that there was a time, and I'm not saying that it was better that way necessarily, but there was a time when you didn't know what sort of political persuasion your reporters and your newscasters were and all the rest of it. And now with Twitter, it's like you may say this is not a work account or, or whatever it is, um, but you know, you just it's just like I mean maybe that's better. That's what they say about the American judicial system. It's like well at least. At least everybody knows where the judges stand, you know. Hmm. But yeah. I mean, I think it's also interesting, like if you make a slightly political statement opposing some of your followers, that they'll suddenly leave you as well. It's like, I just had an opinion that you just didn't like and you decided to unfollow me. You don't know me. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just uh, you, we're just not allowed to disagree anymore yeah. um, or have a different opinion and, it's yeah. just, and that's that's just fascinating it's like you can still have an opinion and we can still i don't know about you but when we all went to university and we all had friends that didn't agree 100 percent with us and we were still friends the next day I it's think called the, debate yeah i think the problem is those people because it's the same with not to bring it back to climate change too much, but you often hear people at both ends of the spectrum a lot. So it's whether someone's you know on one side, so as you say, whatever side they, they'll come and attack you. I think those people are a minority, but the problem is they they just have enough of a voice on Twitter, or it appears like they have much more of a voice mm. than they actually have. And and so it's I think that's the thing that social media is the bad thing about it is that it's sort of given more of a sway to people and put people off that are sort of just you know that now feel like i'm just not going to bother saying anything because i'll get attacked for this mm -hmm. yeah yeah have you ever had the thing where like someone doesn't agree with you and before they unfollow you they tell you that they don't follow you it's like mate go there's no there's no exit policy i'm not going to do anything go leave yeah like, I'm give you a letter of resignation <laughs> exactly <Yeah. laughs> I always wanted like Nathan's just go to be followed with like the intro of I will survive. Just walk out that door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, but at least you get a warning. They just go. And then I sort of like go through my, which one could have left me? Who, who's just, who's just <laughs> left me? And I want to know who it is. And I just think I have the right to know why you left me. And I, I think I prefer to be told that they don't. Really? First. Yeah. I want to be told. Why have you, why have you, because then I was just thinking, which one of my friends, which one, which one, which one, which one's left me? And I check on people like, oh, mind you, we didn't, we, we had a bit of a thing on a car journey. Huh? What if it was them? And then, you know, and just getting really majorly paranoid. I probably shouldn't have shared. You have like a massive <laughs> list of names of all your followers, just scratching them off. <laughs> He's still, that's still there. <laughs> <laughs> Printed them out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This one's this this one from you, Nathan. That's quite a message. It's sort of like melding a few things that we've been talking about already, given that we talked about Neville and uh, Boris Johnson. But yeah, um, yeah. Do you want to read this? Is Simon Harris? Uh, yeah. Uh, Simon says, "Would it would it really be the worst thing if Boris Johnson and Gareth Southgate swap jobs? Uh, as an England football fan, it would be 
disastrous. I mean, <laughs> Gareth Southgate being PM, cool. Listen, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a nice cardigan on PMQs. But can you imagine Boris trying, Boris leading us at the World Cup, mate? Oh my gosh! I would absolutely love it. I'm yeah, I just—I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> As a proud Scotsman, yeah, you would love it. You'd, you'd, you'd probably beat us for once. Might put Boris in goal, <laughs> but yeah. Oh dear. Um, I don't know if you've seen a clip from. Oh, this would have been maybe a decade or so ago. Um, Boris playing. No, there's two clips. One where he's playing soccer aid, um, and he goes for a tackle, but he forgets what sport he's playing, and he just rugby tackles like proper clotheslines uh, <laughs> the opponent. And then there's another one where he's playing with some kids, and he turns and he just completely just wipes out the kid by tripping him up. Um, yeah, mate, someone like that in charge of our, our national football team. No, 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 no. no. Did, one half of that. Sorry. Sorry. One half on, of that. Jimmy. One half of that question seems to work quite nicely. Yeah, but. The, you know, because Gareth Southgate's got a few sort of waistcoats, he fit right in. Yeah, exactly. He seems like a, a nice, respectable man that, that you listen to. Yeah, totally. Sorry, yeah. Sheila. I would, I would listen to Gareth I was going to say, I, I did, though, there is one image that did stick with me, um, the, the drugs raid that Boris did. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> did you see that, guys? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's wearing the visor. And it's just, and he's, and he's really trying to look the part, you know, like, you know, we're going to tackle climb, we're going to get in there and bust those, you know, drug, drug users and stuff. But then it was, that was, oh, no, this is just really, no, no, Boris. There's some things that the PM, I don't want to see the PM doing a drugs raid at four o'clock in the morning. Um, but. Well, he might want to start like UK it. Parliament, according <laughs> to the news. Yes, very true. Any disguise will work, I think. Yeah. Uh, let's have a look. What have we got as well? Let's zigzag. Let's. Well, let's. Yeah. Let's, we're on the sort of slightly jokey trail now. So, Matt, you've got this one from uh, Andrew Hubert here. Yeah. I mean, it's mostly I just wanted to talk about crisps before we leave. You know, Christmas is coming up. We need to, you know, discuss. I see stuff now that's like Christmas flavored crisps. Oh, pig and blanket flavor. Yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, I like prawn cocktail. I think Andrea has been a bit too harsh here because, you know, uh, you can't have it all the time. You know, if, you, if you're if you like eating a big bag of it or like have loads of packets of it, I don't think it's acceptable. But, you know, on an odd occasion, sure. But I, I thought it'd be a good way to get into, to, you know, these weirder flavours. I don't know what how you feel about them. So she I, said... I used to think prawn cocktail was quite exotic when I was growing up. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I should I should have read the tweet. She said, "Why why have we as a nation normalised prawn cocktail as a crisp flavour? It's objectively weird." Yeah, which is tr- true. But you used to think it was quite fancy then. Yeah, I did. I thought it was like posh people crisps, <laughs> and I, I I imagined being posh when I used to eat them. I used to think, oh, because it's like because I didn't really know what prawn cocktail was. Mm. I guess as a start, you know, if you have it in a restaurant as a starter, I guess it is kind of you know kind of yeah. posh. Oh, yeah, yeah, have yeah, it of a prawn it cocktail. Real. And it sounded very, very posh and very like, you know, people. And so I felt I felt really privileged to be eating them. And, you know, and I remember feeling quite special eating them, even though I wasn't quite sure I liked the flavour. But, you know, but then there's again, you know, put loads of things in my mouth over the years. I haven't really wanted or liked. So. <laughs> oh, that sounded wrong. Yeah. <laughs> that, you were that sounded very you bad. <laughs> that is going straight on TikTok. Um, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that. <laughs> like I use, t- like I use TikTok. I ought to, but I don't. 
Oh dear. It, this tweet or any mention of prawn cocktail is uh, it just I've got this memory of being in a kid and I'm out shopping and I'm with my dad and we're in Sainsbury's or something and there I think I really liked prawn cocktail crisps at that stage in my life, which is probably about five or six. And I wanted these crisps uh, a lot and he was saying no to his credit and I'll thank him now. Uh, and I wanted them so much that I just held them really tight and then the packet just burst open and they all sort of fell on the floor and all the rest of it. But if I'd have known, if I'd have thought about how I think about prawn cocktail crisps now, I never would have bothered. It's just like, it's just like, you know, a drug you're not interested in, in years later, essentially. Did you, did you used so to do the thing, Julian, where, where you offer your crisps at school with sweets uh, to your friends? I never did that. Then... I, was a, I was an only child. Forget oh, it. okay. So then you just squeeze them, squeeze the bag so nobody could actually get into them. Oh, I saw do... that. I had that happen to me. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. I, okay. Because you don't really want to share. And it's like, I never got that. It's like, well, I can't get in there. And, you know, I'm Asian. So we're, we're basically, we're forced to give the food, our own food up to guests. And so we have that kind of, you know, and it's like, why, you know, why are we going without? Like, why? It's no, if it's the last piece of chicken, you'll give it to the guest. You'll never eat it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm hungry. Why can't I eat our own food? Uh, because, like, the guest is more important, basically. Um, but is there is there a crisp flavour that you love yourself, Matt, that is a bit unusual, that's not your three basics, like your salt and vinegar, sort of political colours, aren't they? Blue and red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> much so. Neutral crisps. What's crisps. What I'm a big fan of like a natural. That's my staple. Oh, big natural fan. Just what get flavor? a good salsa. Dip. Um, so just salted, like salted natural. Something with a good crunch, like a really good crunch to it. I think's what I'm after. Not the extra hot then. Good, good as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but I think in terms of like what would be top of the list of what I buy the most, I'd go for like it's probably the cool blues. Mm. Yeah, I like the the kind of you know yeah, the, the tor- Doritos, the nachos. like the the uh, you know the yellow ones that are just like salt lightly salted or whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 That's yeah. me. I like I'm I'm like a full bag of them. Well, what about you next then? Anything more exotic than um, nachos? Oh, quite exotic. My favorite crisp, hands down, Torrell's sweet chili and red pepper. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't think... Oh, this the Torrell's like um the uh kettle chips yeah yeah they're like yeah mm. i mean they're, they're, they're bloody expensive <laughs> like you have to remortgage to buy a bag but um it, we're not special offer like I, okay i'm not gonna lie i've got like five or six bags in the boot of my car <laughs> but it's <laughs> my bootleg crates <laughs> no, no, i keep them for myself because i know if i bring them in the house my girlfriend will open them <laughs> if your car gets broken into tonight we know why someone's listening to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I wanted those crisps. The crisp bandit strikes again. <laughs> it did used to be just like three, you know, it used to be like you'd get those three flavors, as you say. And then, you know, it was kind of like television. You had like four or five channels. And it was the same. You'd have salt and vinegar already salted. Maybe Worcestershire, Worcestershire sauce. Worcestershire sauce. The, oh, yes. Oh, yeah, that was yeah, yeah. again. Oh, I used to love the Worcestershire sauces as well. Again. Exotic. And that was it. And then now it's like, you know, like your Digibox. You've got every yeah. flavor under the sun. <laughs> the red button for chili jam flavor <laughs> you want the adult crisps then that's what i want to know <laughs> yes. something spicy it tastes like fish sorry sorry that's disgusting i see i totally i've let us all down actually smoky part. bacon weirdly uh, 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 this is a weird thing to remember our school 
I remember <laughs> a, a teacher telling us that his girlfriend said that semen tasted like smoky bacon crisps. That's an odd oh. thing to to memorise. <laughs> oh, so that's interesting because I never ate smoky bacon because I don't eat pork. But I found out since then that it's actually no bacon was harmed yeah, in the no making of no. smoky bacon crisps. So I could have eaten them all these years. I'm just using this as therapy, just these things <laughs> come back. But no one told me it tastes like... And I, yes, well... Okay. More folk no, I was going to say it's all about it's all still concentrated on one area, Sir Julius. Let's uh, all let's just clean it up. Right, let's. We did say detox the timeline. Yeah, we? we are detoxing. I know we are. We are. Well, actually, let's detoxing let's have our a... taste buds and all. <laughs> actually, we might leave that one to last. So, look, there was a tweet of uh, of Nathan's which I've actually still got in my drafts, I think, and I'll tell you why. Oh, is it? Well, maybe I haven't. That'd be a bit bad if I haven't. Hang on, I might have to sort of... Oh, there it is. There it is. So the only reason... Okay. I don't know who... I don't know who... This is someone with a freedom flower, I think. I'm not quite mm. sure. Um, and I noticed that no one else had retweeted it or liked it. So I was so like, mm, I don't know whether I should be the first to do this. Um, but if you read it out, Nathan, then we'll, we'll go into what it's the significance uh, of it. Okay. So the tweet says, on the fifth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me five shots of Pfizer, four useless face rags, three dodgy test kits, two more lockdowns, and a vaccine passport because he's a Nazi. I was, I was going to try and sing it, but I thought I don't want to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> I love this tweet, by the way. You liked I was, it. I was singing it. I was, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, it's only because at the end, he goes, and a vaccine passport because he's a Nazi. And that was the only bit that I could you know, I thought... really get into. Yeah, but you like the tweet as well, which is your perfect right to do so. But doesn't it just totally go against both of everything that we've been saying for weeks on this show? Because it just seems to be, yes, it's funny, but he's obviously coming from, or he, she, is obviously coming from a very particular sort of uh, point of view. And I went Crazy. a bit, yeah, I know. Well, I think so. And I went a bit censorious with this one. I thought, well, normally I'd tee up most things in the timeline i'm happy to tee up most things when it comes to sort of left and right and various things on this but at that point before sajila liked it this tweet had to go no likes and no retweets and i thought well i'm bugging if i'm going to be the first one to do that (laughs) (laughs) stick it in the drafts oh dear it's it's, i think what it was is that obviously yeah it's not it's going against what um you know i think but I guess I just wanted to sort of show the silliness of it because the one, the only one mm-hmm. thing that I did agree with is the vaccine passport. I don't, I don't actually agree with vaccine passports. See, that's the one thing that yeah. I picked up on this, which was yeah. like for me it was like, oh, yeah, I think that's a dangerous place to go. Um, yeah. But all the I... others doesn't mean to say that all the others are wrong. All the others are saving our lives, and I can see all mm. the logic in why. We, we, you know, and I wear, and I am really vigilant about wearing my face mask all the time. And I probably, I should probably be one of the people that is exempt because I'm claustrophobic and, you know, um, don't breathe very well <laughs> under fabric. But um, I'm happy to wear those because I think it does protect you. I mean, has anyone had a cold since you've been wearing masks? Because I only got a cold when I didn't wear a mask and I was around people. There's lots of so, pretty bad colds going around at the moment. Though. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. So if you can, you know, by that logic alone, should do you not think that wearing a face mask might actually protect you from getting COVID or at least if, you, if you're if you carrying it and you're not showing your asymptomatic, might help others. Mm. But 
I will. The only thing I agree with in this tweet, other than mm. I thought it's like they'd put an effort into making this, and I thought it's you know. Yeah, exactly. It's, there's a, it's, there's it's, an it's, effort it's, there. It's, yeah, exactly. And it's the, it's the vaccine passport because I just yeah, you know. No, I, I, so, I agree with you, Sajila, that, that the vaccine passport. I do think it is a very tricky road if we go down mm. it. But what I don't agree with is people constantly comparing the vaccine passports to like, Nazi and Hitler. It's like you're going to compare. It's just wrong. Yeah. I think it's yeah. Right. I know. I know. But there are people. For my purposes, bravo. But yeah. and <laughs> that's the only reason. That's the only reason I picked this is because it was, you know, it was it was just it just tickled me. Um, yeah, but, yeah, I, yeah. I, but there was like, oh my god, there's actually one thing there that I do, because I mean, yeah, obviously, Nathan, I, I, I you know, with stop and search, this just mm. takes it to another level for someone, you know, yeah. a man. And, I get you. Yeah, and 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 you know, if you're brown, there's it's just it's just it really i don't know where matt fits with this um with passports where are you pro or so i mean i'm not i wouldn't say i'm pro anything the problem that i have is that the debate around a lot of this again similar to climate change is always people are like oh i don't agree with this but i also don't agree with this other thing and i don't agree with so you know i don't agree with face masks i don't agree with lockdowns i don't agree with like the choice is one of these because otherwise, nothing yeah. like so, so. The idea that things are going to go back to normal if, like, we don't do something. So we have to go down a path that solves this. So what is the path that we go down that solves this? And so it's just the difficulty I find where people are like against everything, and you're like, but then nothing happens, and you know, yeah, we I go back to a lockdown. So I, I pref- and I've seen a few other comedians say this as well they'd prefer passports to lockdown another lockdown because passports at least mean that things will stay open and you know comedians can go out and perform whereas a lockdown it all stops again and everything goes mm. and if those are the, the the choices that we have then i agree there's i don't agree i don't i'm not pro any any of it at all yeah i know you're but, pro but you have to strong, fucking but... choose something at some point <laughs> yeah like. well there was a good there was an interesting exchange between al barry and paul tonkinson who, who we've had on the show paul we've had on the show al uh, will get on the show at some point about this and, and one of the things that came from that and some of the other sort of discussions about this is that the vaccine passports are, are supposed to be covid passports uh, in the sense that it's proof uh, proof of a negative lateral throat flow test is part of that as opposed to um showing pa- showing papers that you've had the jabs and, yeah. and all the rest of it so that there is a slight um there's a slight distinction and i suppose it depends how far we are trying to push back this this wave i mean there i don't think there've been any restrictions announced tonight but it does look like there'd be more coming this week if it's a passport that just simply tells you that you've had your jabs and your booster, fine. But it's not going to be. It's going to store other information. That's that's where that's where I have a anything like that. It's like, hang on a minute. You know, we could be losing our our freedoms if we go down. You know, and so it, it, they and they never define what the passport would say. I'm happy to carry like I mean on my on the back of my phone. I've got all my stickers with all the you know the different the, the different um, jabs i've had they didn't give me one for the booster i'm a bit pissed off with that you, got, you didn't get a badge huh badge. i didn't get a badge, badge for the booster in, no weirdly booster in eu colors just to up the ante on that one <laughs> <laughs> no booster no booster badge i'm really 
pissed off about that. But yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm happy for like, obviously for traveling purposes, that would make it easier. I also, as as a promoter, you know, in the club, I'd, I'd like, it, it would be nice to have people, if you're not going to wear a mask, to know that you've had jabs and because I think there's only so much you can do to protect yourself as well. If you've done, you know, you've had had the boosters, you've had the jab and you've not been told any other information that, that would, could protect you, which is wearing the mask, blah, blah, blah. That's fine. So that might help in theatres and stuff. Fine. But I just don't want any more of my information, says she on Facebook, revealing everything about her intimate life. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, that is often quite, quite And on stage, out, yeah. yeah, what is our job, guys? You know? <laughs> Yeah. Well, actually, we're still on the theme here. Um, I, I think, Matt, this is your choice, isn't it? Steve Bouillet's uh, tweet here. Uh, yeah, if you just want to, this is a fun one. If you read that one out. Steve, and I think this made the news. I don't know what newspaper it was, but he said, currently watching a lady do a lateral protest while on the central line. It's going to make Bond Street to Notting Hill particularly tense. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> great, I mean, great tweet. What what incredible balance you've got to have to get that uh, sorted out. I was in the same thing. The amount that the train jolts, mate, you, yeah, going off your nose hole, you've got to be careful. <laughs> um, Straight up there. I mean, they are they are sort of fairly unpleasant. It's got to be said, but I suppose you get used to, you get used to it sort of quite quickly. Yeah, I had to do I had to do them for COP twenty six when I was there for the for a week. Every morning you had to do one, so it was like, and it was Ugh. I had one that was up down the back of your throat and then up your. The first thing every morning I woke up had to do one straight away, and it's fine for like one or two mornings, but after a while you're you're just like, come on. <laughs> what were you doing at COP twenty six, Matt? I mean, obviously, I, I can imagine, not like, how dare you, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what were you doing there? Yeah. Oh, it just, I was, like, representing our universe, uh, UCL, University College London, as, like, a, a observer, sort of, like, official people that kind of go to check that everything's kind of above board or, you know, people are... We just kind of sit in rooms and look at stuff and try to follow what's going on. Basically, I ended up just doing loads of media for a week. That was pretty much all I did. That's really interesting to be up there, though. Yeah, it was fascinating. I saw it within the first, like, yeah, couple, yeah, queued for, like, two hours to get in the first morning, which, thankfully, in Gla- it didn't rain for the first five days in Glasgow, which I was very surprised about, but you were, like, queuing up what? to get in. For, I know, I've never, <laughs> I'm from there, and I've never experienced five days in a row of no rain. It's mental. Oh, Heatwave. <laughs> <laughs> but I got in and was, like, Greta Thunberg and Nicola Sturgeon were, like, right behind me getting their pictures taken with each other and all this sort of stuff. And, like, yeah sitting next to Miliband recording a podcast and stuff. It was quite sort of, you were in the thick of it, not the, the well, TV yeah, show, pretty close to that. Kind of that. Anyway, um, sorry. I mean, you'd, presumably you'd already had Iron Brew before, but what was it about this COP26 was all just like politicians having Iron Brew, wasn't it? it was just like... The Iron Brew did really well. So when you were there, like in the, cause it was in the Scottish Exhibition Centre and all, like, all these big places, but all everything had Iron Brew. Like you could buy Iron Brew at all the food stands and everything. And I was just like, clearly they, they you know, managed to get some sort of deal where they were the only ones serving drinks. So there wasn't really any other choice. But yeah, I'm, I was fine with it. But it just meant that, you know, people from 197 countries across the world were all drinking Iron Brew and being like, what, the f- what is this? <laughs> when in Rome. Yeah. Did, did they give you a good be- goodie bag? He did. We got a water bottle, which I lost within the first day. Like plastic? one of those. Like a, plastic? plastic? Uh, no, metal. metal. Uh, oh, 
okay. Um, and uh, a hat, I think. No, it wasn't a hat. It was, oh, loads of hand sanitizer and stuff like that, which then every day you came through like an airport security and they'd be like, you've got some uh, liquid in your bag. And I was like, yeah, was the, you, you get, they gave me it. And he like, <laughs> the hand sanitizer that I got in here the first day, every day I have to like go through and like put, you had to like put some on your hand. They'd like make you check it so that, you know, in case like, I don't know, you went all like a James Bond baddie and your hand mm. dropped off. Well, like, or Sorry, I'm and checks their kid when they come out of the bathroom. <laughs> Let me see your hands. Yeah. <laughs> was the hat right? Was it like, was it a baseball bat hat like Nathan's? No, the hat was actually for another. I'm I'm getting confused. It was for another event, but it was like a kind of, you know, it was much warmer hat because it's Scotland. Does that, I'd love the idea of like a baseball hat with let's make the world great again. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, so this is one of. Uh, right off the uh back onto another another piece now so this is one of yours nathan from very the very uh famous account very british problems yeah so they said um how to answer a phone and there's two steps one wait for it to stop ringing two text sorry did you just call and this spoke to my soul because i hate it when people call me if someone calls me i get really offended i'm like what do you have to say that's making me stop what I'm doing to pick up this phone that you couldn't just text or WhatsApp me? Like, like my grandma is the only person who are like, I don't mind stopping and calling and answering a call. But like my mum, my girlfriend, my brother, who I all love very dearly, but I'm like, why are you calling me? Like, <laughs> you're making me stop my day. Like, just text me on WhatsApp. Um, so yeah, now it got to the point where people call me, like I will literally just have the phone and just look at it, and then straight away I'll be like, "What's up?" <laughs> <laughs> I do. You, I don't know if you do this thing. I I've got a voicemail message which basically says, "Please don't leave a message. You'd be better off texting me or me emailing me." <laughs> and I might as well just say, "I don't want to talk to you," but you know, it works to some yeah, extent. I respect the honesty, man. Yeah, phone calls are just so tedious and oh, God, it just kills my soul. <laughs> That's that's so interesting because you are representing what I think young people are like. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like just don't want to talk. It's just all text. And I've got a bit of Arthur in my arthritis in my thumbs now. So I get really like tired. So I, I then phone because I can't be bothered to text anymore. Well, now it's all Teams and, you know, Zoom. Mm. Uh, but so I, I will never call you, Nathan. You, you, okay. You've made it quite clear. I shall stop calling. I should just text you. Yeah. Te- oh, okay. Want to do the gig or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And draw a little box. Yes. Yes. No. Exactly. Um, Even better. <laughs> just some buttons. Yes. Or you could you could leave a voice note then if you get tired and you don't want to text. Just leave a voice note and send that and WhatsApp. Voicemail is such a it's a it's a, it's a really weird thing because once you've left the voicemail, you oh damn, I shouldn't have said it that way. I should have sounded like this. Or I should have I should have said this. Or I shouldn't have you know. And you can't take it back. Once you've left a voicemail, you can't ever delete a voicemail. That's why I never drunk dial kids out there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Matt? Where do you stand on this, you well, know, text well, or call? One of my other um, tweets, Julian, was about vo- voice notes, right. which I think is much worse than people calling me. I don't like people calling me. I'm with Nathan on that. I'm not a huge fan. Because I feel like somebody, like, 
you know, sometimes my mum would phone and I'd be like in an event and I'd be like, Mum, why is my mum why is she calling me? Like, sure, something's ha- somebody's died. Like, this is, so, you know, if she's yeah. calling, something serious has happened, and then I'll go outside and, like, answer the phone, and she'll be like, oh, I, I sent your aunt a birthday card from you. Um, <laughs> That's not just me, then. It's not, oh, <laughs> And I'll be like, oh, thanks, <laughs> thanks. Mom, that's, that's, that's great. But it's, like, at a time where, like, yeah, you, you would never... Anyway, but my, my main bugbear is, is voice notes. Um, because people expect you to be able to listen to them like instantly, and like after there's other people about or whatever, you know, or like I'm not just I can read a text and no one else can see it. I can't play a thing unless I've got headphones in. Or, mm. So either you think I've got headphones in all the time, or you think that you're more important than the other people that I'm actually with at this point in time. So voice notes, and then you sometimes you like you you're like okay, and you play it, and you have to kind of hold it up to your ear. And then it goes on for like two minutes or something. I did <laughs> two minutes. I've got twenty minute voice ma- voice um voice messages, and I just oh, think yeah. Wait, I don't have. And it doesn't like, let you stop and then come back to it because you have to then start it all over again. Um, and I'm not a fan. I agree with you, Matt. Not a fan of whoever messages. invented. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why they thought that was a good idea. But then it's maybe nice to... if it's only your mum, it's okay. It's like <sighs> yeah. But then, then it's you're having to listen to the tone of their voice and stuff like that. My, it's funny, my mum's answer machine as well is my dad. So if you listen to my mum, if you phone my mum and my mum's mobile and it goes to answer machine, it's my dad going, and it like it goes, okay, Jeanette, uh, I'm sorry, but and then my dad had to say my mum's name and goes Jeanette cannot come to the phone right now <laughs> clearly you can tell in his voice that he's pissed off that my mum has made him do the thing on the phone like it's so i i would just phone and like listen to it and just like, like oh so fun so this is interesting because obviously nathan says he doesn't like people calling but what about voicemails isn't that a better option for you then nathan voice notes um yeah i probably prefer that to calling because then I can read it, or I can, so I can listen to it at my own convenience. And yeah. I'm the kind of person like, if you've seen like the two blue ticks that read it, and and you're getting annoyed that I haven't responded, I don't care. So like, listen, I'll respond in my own time. Okay, leave me alone. It's my phone. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't mind voice notes. Um, although I, I kind of agree with Matt that you can't like you have to pick and choose the times and, and listen to it. Especially like so, some of the voice notes my girlfriend sends me. I cannot listen to that on, on a public train. Um, <laughs> Very nice. I, I, I think I, I prefer voice notes to phone calls. Phone calls are just, oh, I feel like I have to stop whatever I'm doing and pick up the phone. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, I have the same problem with my mum. And that she'll call me and it's for nothing. Or or she'll call me and then WhatsApp. If I pick up, pick up the phone, she'll WhatsApp saying, can you call me back when you get this, please? I'm like, oh, shit, what's going on? And then I call her back, and yeah, it'll be something totally mundane. It's like you could have just WhatsApp that to me when you WhatsApp saying "call me back." I really hope my son's not watching this because that's exactly what I do to him. Like, oh, I'm no, can I WhatsApp him? What can he call me when he get this? And I just want to know he's alive, that he's been kidnapped or murdered, and all the things that go through a mother's mind when their kids don't bloody. Can't, call you, just them. Send, can't you just send him a multi-choice where it just says "kidnapped, murdered"? Uh, <laughs> he's been murdered. He's been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, <laughs> you have Twitter no idea. Poem. It's really hard to. Uh, that's why. That's why we need to. If it's your mother, Nathan, please, I beg you, let take the call. Take the call because oh. you're probably going mad thinking something terrible's happened to you. Um, and as a, any mother does. Now uh, I just feel like, a, like I'm a bad son. I might leave a mother. <laughs> I might leave a voice son, Just telling you're alive. <laughs> I might change my voicemail message to uh, you know your call isn't very important to me, but a text. Now that is you know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, That's great. Matt, this Matt's... tweet though, uh, Twitter, but it's just voice notes. Is that? If that's like a kind of totally different vision of like we did if we didn't have Twitter, what we'd be doing is walking around noticing things and then just privately sort of um, uh, Alan partaging them as in, into a sort of voice note thing, essentially. I just thought maybe this is like a new app. I, I, it sounds like the sort of shit people would come up with. <laughs> I don't know whether it would be good. I mean, I definitely would join it, but and I haven't come up with a good name for it. I don't know what that would be. I should have thought of that, shouldn't I? But um, yeah, I it I just think... conjured an image of this beautiful world of like. I mean, I do like it that people share. I do like it that people see dustbins that look like faces and put them on Twitter and all the rest of it. But there was a time where you used to see stuff like that, and then you'd be excited to tell someone when you got home, or you know. And I thought this is perfect for that. You should just like save it for later and share it with the select few people that that give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you're you're going in the whole all in for an actual app for this then? Well, yeah, I, I mean, I'm thinking you just it's just a listening app. So you're walking about and you're you follow people and then whatever their voice note is comes up in your ears and then it's the next person's voice note. Well, I, I don't quite know how it would work. I don't know. I mean, I really didn't think that I would be explaining this tweet on, <laughs> <laughs> but here we are. The voice notes, though, I, I think people do generally must hate them. I left one for Juliet Mize. It was her birthday yesterday, and she didn't bother. There was no, like, she just didn't bother to <laughs> open it. And it's like, you didn't listen to this, bitch. I, and I, I left her, like, a really Marilyn Monroe-esque kind of, like, happy birthday. Like, you know, just, like, with the in-jokes between us. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, even I've spoken to her today before the show, she didn't, she still hasn't listened to the actual voice note it's not so, like a whatsapp where you pretty much know that someone's read it even before the ticks have gone like you know that you can see it on the front of your phone screen yeah without actually you I know, know. where well, you can't she's do not, that she's not bothered to even hear it and it was only like a few uh, minutes that wishing a happy birthday all right juliet i know you're listening listen to your voice note <laughs> <laughs> hello juliet happy birthday happy birthday happy birthday, yeah, happy birthday. Juliet. Yeah, so where are we? We're doing really well, actually. Uh, actually, we've got we've got a nice quick quip that you chose, uh, Nathan, from Dad's jokes. Yeah, I'm a, I'm very immature and I love a dad joke. So this dad joke is there. What did Jay Z call his wife before they got married? Fiance. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. This is so but funny. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, a few years ago, my girlfriend and I we went on holiday, right? Really luxurious place. We were there for like 10 days or so. Um, and I spent the whole time on my phone just telling her various dad jokes that I'd been Googling and like, looking up on YouTube. Yeah, I, just, I love silly dad jokes. And that is a good one. I do love your jokes, your little jokes as well. I think my favourite one is um, your mum. No, your dad jokes and your mum jokes. Your mum's so ugly, 
still it wouldn't even bang her. That's that's one of yours. Oh yeah, yeah. your your mum's so ugly, even still it wouldn't bang her. It's yeah. got everything that. It's got cleaning product in. <laughs> still it ever approached you to to perhaps publicise their advert? Uh, you know, like do adverts for them and stuff. Um, I think you no. should tell it to them, you know, just say, look, I've got this great joke. I think you if anyone, is, anyone from Silit Bang is watching, <laughs> holler at your boy. I, I, listen, if you go to lockdown, I'm going to need the money. So please, <laughs> give me a shout. <laughs> and Crazy. cleanliness is, you know, before godliness and all that, yeah. Craziness, yeah. Do, what, what are we thinking about, uh, you know, the lockdown possibility, maybe January? Is that, is that going to happen? Uh, just more worried about restrictions of gigs, I presume whatever happens I feel so. like with the I feel like if we get enough people taking on the booster vaccine then mm. we could avoid it I feel like the, the, the yeah. booster vaccine is the that's the hope yeah 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 so how do we, we, get, how do we get it out there faster should we well there's four of us I reckon we can have it done by yeah. 10 <laughs> it's just like, we just like booster 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 um kind of like dealers you know we could just yeah. Even giving Botox well, without any qualifications, I'm sure we could give a booster jab. <laughs> no, they, they should sell booster vaccines in Greg's with sausage rolls. That's exactly what I was thinking yeah. there. I was like, where do people go the most? I was like, Greg's. Like, yeah. That is genius. There's got to be some kind of crispy tie-in as well. A crisp, you know. yes. Oh, yeah. They do crisps in, in there as well. I think if you tied all our little callbacks all together <laughs> in one. Different flavoured <laughs> vaccines. <laughs> It's the Crisp Show. Uh, we, we've managed to get through everyone's tweets, which is uh, it's remarkable considering I started the show pretty much forgetting where I was and who I was. And then, then we got back on track. Hurrah. Um, it's been so lovely. I, I could totally carry on this, but we've all got lives, so I won't do. What I will do, though, is give you both total carte blanche to plug, plug, plug whatever's coming next. Uh, and that's whether that's live or podcast or telly or, or anything what's going uh nathan let's start with you okay cool <clears throat> so as i said earlier i'm on all the socials uh, insta facebook twitter insta at nathan Caton, um twitter uh oh no insta at nathan.caton twitter's at nathan Caton, uh tiktok nathan Caton comedian i'm on tour next spring my show is called nathan Caton. let's talk about vex you can get tickets now on my website, nathancaton.com, with London dates to be added to it, just in case any London is good. Where's London dates? They're, be, they're going to be confirmed soon. Nice one. Very exciting. Matt? Exactly the same thing. On tour next spring, uh, April and May, London dates to be added. Uh <laughs> But I, uh, yeah, and I'm on at Matt Winning. And to, I changed that recently. I'm on Instagram is at MattyWin85, which is quite a mouthful. Um, but I couldn't change it to at Matt Winning on Instagram. Um, and I probably am on Facebook, but I really don't go on there very often. And I've got a new book, which is out, which is called Hot Mess. Uh, what on earth can we do about climate change? And it's a comedy book about climate change. So I'm trying to get it to people that wouldn't normally read books about climate change that's the idea because you know it's quite a difficult boring subject so i'm sort of like sweetening it and trying to make people like realize why it's important and stuff like that and cram that some is facts. hot mess hot mess yeah, hot yeah. Mess. where can they where can they is that, is oh that you can buy that everywhere so it's on yeah. yeah i mean obviously if you want to go to amazon you can give them some money uh audible <laughs> as well which i think they own uh but <laughs> it's, it's Everywhere else, you know, Waterstones and Foils and uh, books, bookshop.org. I think I can get some more money from there. 
Uh, there's loads of, yeah, basically all your books. Just go in, and if it's not in a bookshop, go in and fucking tell them to order it. Order it. Yeah, I think you should get Greta to retweet about it. That's the that's the dream. That's the thing. That's the thing. She says buy the book. They'll buy the book. You know. Oh yeah. But then yeah. I'm trying but to reach so... non people like people that aren't you know yeah. her. I, it's really <laughs> difficult because I've gone into waters waterstones and it's like in the climate change section and I'm like if it if you could put it in the comedy section like you that's where it should be if you know what I mean but. Oh, so you want it to be in the comedy section, so you want yeah, because I want to reach like people that are interested in that aren't the same people that would already buy books about climate change. Because what's the, there's already books about climate change, and they're all quite, you know. You've been uh, have you been in signing copies and stuff? Not yet. I'd quite like. Yeah, I think I probably will do a few of those. Um, you need to put them in both sections as well when you sign the copies. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Run them about. Anyway, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, it's good. I've already had like. An email. It's quite funny when you do stuff like that. I've had like an email from a trucker in Texas that's like uh, listened to the audio book, and it's like, I listened to your book while driving my truck. Like, should I be driving a truck for a living and stuff like that? I was like, oh, cool. Like, should he be reading yeah. a book while he's driving a truck? <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's kept you awake. When you said he was a trucker, I was like, I was thinking of the first um, Steven Spielberg film. Was it Jewel? I've never watched that. Is it good? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's good. You seen it, Nathan? No. Okay, so it was one of I think it's one of his first, or if not the first, yeah. Jewel. It's a very simple film, but it's really quite sinister, and it, it involves a sort of truck driver. Anyway, completely off off piece. But I hope yeah. everybody buys your book. I shall buy it. I tend to buy all the books that our, we have of our guests. Yeah. A little Thank pile you. of them collecting up, <laughs> uh, and uh, and and hope that everybody goes gets tickets for your tours. Please go and support these guys. Uh, support our comedians. Um, as as Nathan said, it, what, he, he doesn't know what else he's going to do. You might have climate change, but you know that's hopefully we'll fix the planet soon, and then you're out of a job as well, Matt. So you know. Well, that's the thing. I'd be yeah, I'd be quite <laughs> glad. Not jokes, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> no, I oh, yeah, I'm no, back to that. It's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we 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 um we've 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 done well in time today, Julian. We have we've we've rained ourselves. Well, I tried to rain myself in. No, we're good. We've been good, haven't we? We've been very efficient. Uh, which we're very pleased about. I mean, it's been brilliant. We're going to get we'll get clips of the show done as soon as possible. There's a podcast version that goes out. This show is available on YouTube. Uh, well, it's streaming there now, obviously, and it'll be available. And I'll be sort of rejigging the description, and it'll be on the podcasts. And uh, yeah, but all over the place. But you can't avoid it. And then next week, uh, we've got. So next week is our last show before Christmas, obviously, because it's the 19th of December. And we've got Kate Smurthwaite and Steve N. Allen in the Zoom room for you. Should be fantastic. And then we'll be back in the new year, but at some point to be confirmed, really, I guess, Regina. Yes. And, and a lot can happen on Twitter between now and Ooh. then, or even now until next week. Uh, there's going to be a lot going on. Uh, guys, you've been absolutely divine um, to have on the show. I hope you come back. Um, really, really, really interesting discussions and stuff. And we didn't even notice that Boris's speech. Martin, you didn't keep. We asked you to keep track of that. What was happening? Has Martin done that? I don't know. I'm gonna. I, I don't think. I think it's pretty short actually, so it shouldn't take long to catch up. Yeah. With. Thanks. Thank but, you, Martin, for listening. Thank as you, well. Martin, again. And, and thanks to all our streamers as well. And, and if uh, we can just wave goodbye to our streamers and say thanks very much. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot, guys.
We hope you enjoyed listening to the show. Please do check out the other podcasts in the series. If you go to our website, www.letskilltwitter.com, you'll find all our previous shows listed and you can find links to the YouTube versions as well as audio files. If you'd like to support our work, you can do via buymeacoffee.com. If you go to their website, you'll find a Let's Kill Twitter page set up for donations. But anything you can do is much appreciated. A like, a follow, a recommendation to a friend, it all counts. Once again, thanks for listening. We hope to be in your ears again very soon.